When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This okay. finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Mora. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tunga Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Mora clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! Kane, good area for Spurs, and Kane's not afraid to shoot! Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane! That is exceptional! Try and place it, wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley back line, and Son breaks forward. Oh wow, what a run! Yemin Son, from inside his own half, has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Ah, the joys of Noonable. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is uh, another Touchline Hotspur pod under the Touchline Fracker banner. Courtesy of the NSO, coming to you live on a nice, nice, nice Thursday evening. Firstly, Dave, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. <clears throat> a little bit under the weather, but um, yeah, surviving, surviving, Jermaine. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. And you work with uh, kids as well, right? This bug's been tough on the air. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that week in, in end of September. I've been back for a couple of weeks. Things start going around and, you know, it gets a bit, gets a bit messy. No one pre-warned me about this until I was in bed for about 18 hours the other day. <laughs> it was tough. I don't need to go into that either. <laughs> Sorry, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. It feels like ages. Uh, I think the last the last time I, I was around was for uh, the live show. Some violence. No. <laughs> Kevin Yash in the in the building. That was some brilliant violence, some brilliant bows as well, man. But yeah, you had the move, you got the fresh internet and you're back. It's looking good. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Still still a bit of work to do, but we're here. We're here. This is the tester. <laughs> <laughs> and we certainly are. And uh, yeah, I'll be your host, Owen, okay, X-Pac, uh, after Dave's lovely hosting the other week. Yes, last week saying that. Um, absolutely blew me out of the water, to be honest, because... <laughs> Really and truly smashed it. 
So vice captain Jimmy, yeah. Listen, listen, when the main man's out, someone's got to step up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I got some words for that main man too. <laughs> Exactly. I thought that was me then. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Um, that was uh, Tobes is on his uh, other stream. I think he's on at 10 o'clock. So if there's some streamers in here that want to head over to the THFC show with uh, Fuad, then uh, yeah, there'll be some violence on there again for sure. Uh, but I guess we got to get into the Chelsea game. Uh, second 3-0 loss in a row with some Nuno ball. But um, we went into the game unexpectedly looking quite positive in our lineup despite for the first time in a few years it's felt like going into a home game against Chelsea I actually expected to lose and it crept on me as the game got closer and closer and I realized like the dynamics changed back to how it was when we were younger fans like shit like we're actually so far behind now in such a short space of time like I actually expected to lose expected a kind of negative lineup but Nuno came Came in quite aggressive and um, let's actually try and take the game to them, at least in the first half. I guess, Sai, what did you um, initially think of the lineup and I guess the, the first half performance? We'll just focus on that one for now, shall we? Yeah, sure thing. So, uh, as, as, as some of you might know, I'm not the type to assess a lineup. I need to see the football on the pitch before getting too excited or too down about things. We have what we have. What we have isn't very good. So that's my that's my general sort of uh, approach to it all. Obviously, we did play pretty much every attacking player that we have at our disposal currently. So we saw La Celso, we saw Ndombele, we saw Sun, we saw Kane. Um, there was some buoyancy around the fan base. I, for one, didn't really see how any of it was going to work on the pitch. I expected to see a diamond. I didn't see a diamond. I expected to see uh, Les Elso play in midfield. He played up top. It was a bit of a mess. But on the pitch, we looked aggressive. We were pressing. We looked like we wanted to play some football. And that, that to me, is a welcome, welcome, welcome uh, departure from what we've grown to know from, quote-unquote, Nuno ball. So yeah, man, it was positive in the first half. And I actually felt we were good value to to have maybe created a few more chances. But then the second half happened. <laughs> Conte happened. Yeah. Um I even tweeted from the from the account as well, like at half time. I was just like, as soon as they bring on Conte, look, we we are gonna get locked off with these. Like I didn't expect Tukul to bring him on at halftime, so credit to him for that. Um, even that the stat before the game for Nuno Ball in the Premier League, his teams have failed to score, this before the game, have failed to score in 83 of his last 118 Premier League games, which is insane. So, I mean, for all the intent, we, we couldn't get it done. I felt like we actually created a fairly, um, a few good chances, like the Celso through to Sun. If he was a bit sharper, he probably would have taken that first time on his left foot. Um, the Celso actually had another good chance where it fell to him in the box and he just scuffed it with his right foot. Um, I felt that the attacking intent with the fullbacks was particularly positive. Like, I felt like Regulon could have done a lot better with his opening. Um, just getting him in that position was positive, but again, 
hindsight is a beautiful thing. If he shot, it probably would have forced a save or even been spilled to go across goal. And uh, yeah, Emerson Royal, I think he held his uh, he held his own in that first half as well. And for him to you know have his kind of second game as his baptism of fire, he didn't do too badly, and he done better than I guess what another certain right back would have done. So I thought that was what? positive. I can't let you get that one off. I can't lie, man. Go for it. It's it's early doors, right? And. Because I'm talking that. just his first half. Like I'm ignore. I don't. As far as I'm concerned, as soon as Conte <laughs> went on the pitch, the game was over. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing, man. Like I know, I know a, a section of our fan base are chomping at the bit to have something to say about another young black boy in this squad. Uh, as soon as he stops smiling, it's curtains for man. They're going to say, oh, his work ethic, blah, 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 blah. But that's a conversation for another day. And that's an inevitable conversation that will occur. But I've seen this guy in two games not attempt a single take on. And I don't know if anyone else has clocked it, but he's fucking coward. He's a coward. Like, and it's it's irritating because you 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 look at like the uh the sort of pathway to actually getting him and he wasn't on anyone's radar and he's not actually played a game for Barcelona. So a lot of the, um, a lot of the sort of hype around him and the excitement for a so-called attacking right back, the guy is totally unproven. And as far as I've seen so far, he's not better than Aurier. He's not, there's not a single thing I've seen in those two games that suggests that he is as aggressive as Aurier, as strong as Aurier, as, attacking intelligent as as Aurier. He doesn't seem to have anything about him on defence either. So I don't really see anything in, in, in two games. It is only two games. But I don't see anything in the small sample size to suggest that he is in any way, shape or form, an improvement on what we had. No, no, it's probably true, to be honest. He, I think he, that was... he, has he performed anywhere near as good as Tanganga on either in going in either direction? No, interesting. Take. Exactly, interesting take. Interesting that. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I, I agree. He is unproven, um, and it's almost like the best of a bad bunch. When really, you'd want him to be the worst of a good bunch. You know, um, you'd want him to maybe hold down some of the, the uh, conference league games uh, and have a, an out and out. <clears throat> you know, top level right back. But we don't have that, and we come and are going to track that on the last day of the um, of the window. I think um, I know we've spoken about the window already, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, it's interesting that you said that we had every, pretty much every fit attacking player on the pitch. The stats show that we had eight shots in total. Right, so we have as much attacking talent as we can muster, apart from maybe Brian Heal, who would probably do more than Ali would do going forward. But we have, you know, our, you know, a potent quote unquote attacking impetus going forward, and we muster eight shots in nine minutes when Chelsea managed about twenty. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's absolutely ridiculous. There's like no balance in this team, and that's that's why we're you know we play in patches. We can only you know 
I know I said last week I wasn't going to watch it and I didn't end up watching it because I was out. Um, I'm glad I didn't waste my time. Um, I did have it on record just in case we sprung a miracle. Um, but as soon as I got home, I deleted it. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, it's, it's one of the ones where, you know, like I said, the lineup comes out and everyone, there's a little bit of a buzz. Son's back. And Dombele's starting, for those of us who actually rate Dombele, because, you know, there's some fans who uh, still can't see past his his the way he runs or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, like it was, it was one of the ones where you see the lineup, you think, oh, okay, cool. But that lasted for just the first half. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we saw it again. We'll get onto the Wolves game. Like, we just play well for a bit, and then it just drops completely off. And when it drops off, oh my word! Mm. That's when you realize this team is not set up to. To you know, sometimes you go into a season and you think, okay, we're not going to challenge for the league. We're not challenge for the top four. Maybe we're a cup team. You, know, you win one game a month get your FA Cup win. I don't even see that because at the moment, I can't see us being a 90-minute team. We're literally 25 and then we drop off. And you get a little 10-minute burst here and there. And if we don't score in those periods, then it's curtains. And teams like, you know, <laughs> you don't have to go to like Chelsea and Man United or whatever, but teams like Wolves will pick us off like we saw yesterday. Um... So, yeah, I know Morty the Hotspur is saying that we're challenging. But I love your positivity, but even me, I'm, I'm a praying man. And it, I'm, <laughs> the miracle, but listen, I weren't ready for that. <laughs> it's not happening. And and the style, like you said, failing to score in 80-odd games out of 120 or something like that. That's, a, that's like 75%. That's like it's, it's pretty much the reverse of uh, Josie. Josie's team's only playing the second half and we only play in the first. That's mad. It's actually mad. Well, no, it's the it's the flip. Sorry, they yeah, yeah, Jose yeah, yeah. team always scores in the first half and do fuck all for the rest of the game. Oh, fourteen point. You just can't put together a body of work. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> Essentially, no body you get of work. Get a four play right, and that's it. Boy, <laughs> that's not me, but you know. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man, it's 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 disappointing so far because I. Obviously, no one, no one wanted Nuno. He wasn't on anybody's lips uh, going into it. Well, there were rumours of it quite early on as soon as he became available. But I thought that was just uh, media talk. And I wish it was because I've seen absolutely nothing so far other than the fact that he's as bald as I am to suggest that he has anything about him. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's the only thing hanging on to it is similar complexion and, and no hair outside of that I don't see anything that embodies the Tottenham DNA uh, other than the fact that every game is like a crapshoot of are we going to turn up or not that's literally the only part of it that suggests anything of what Levy was speaking about So it's, it's interesting you say that <clears throat> you, know, you think about his Wolves team right you know you've got Jimenez Obviously, Yota was there. Um, they've got a really functional midfield. And he's got trial. Now, obviously, there's, there's a, you know, everyone likes watching Trialway, but he has absolutely no end product. Okay. He has less GA than Lamella, right? And that's, that's Nuno's, that's Nuno Ball literally in a player. Like, you might want to go and watch it. 
or maybe you won't want to watch it, but there's actually no end product. Like it's, it's, there's, it, there's nothing coming from it, you know? And so even when we were linked with Charles and it's like, everyone started putting the stats around how many goals, you know, you contributed to all that kind of stuff. It just makes me realise actually he was a product of the system, you know, and, and I see it in some of the way we play, not just, you know, um, yesterday, but, you know, think about last week with the um, Wren's game, like we, we we have moments where we're, we're putting the ball in the right places, da, 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 and then it just falls flat. And when it does, we're so horrible out of shape. There's no cover here. There's no cover there. Or or you're playing players like Davies and, and number two, so you're going to be horrible as it is. Um, but I feel like everyone's figured us out now. Go down the flanks, cross the ball, and if and if that doesn't work, get a set piece and and put your best player on one of our midfielders because they're not going to do anything. Mad. I, I want to, like, I'm not even saying that I'm giving Nuno time or stocks or whatever, but it looks like he's, from pre-season anyway, and from what I can tell, he's tried to coach, like, quick into play, especially with the front three going forward, and he's tried to implement somewhat of a counter-press to help us actually sustain pressure. And it's only really since just before the Chelsea game, he's had most of the squad back. Like, this is Bart Bergwijn and Lucas Moura. Obviously, we've had that international absolute cock-up, uh, a load of injuries, uh, players wanting moves away. But now everyone's back. Everyone's actually in training. He can work. Is there any hope that he can implement these things and it being a positive thing for us going forward because we really and truly oh. need it now because this this is when this is when the excuses are going to dry up and we're going to all have to be on his neck unfortunately like inshallah is literally all I can say because I I, I can't lie there there were a couple of things uh, early on in the season which gave me some sort of positivity because you can tell that he is trying to instill some defensive discipline into the team. We keep our shape relatively well. And I'm, I'm not opposed to us not pressing so high up the pitch because inevitably like that would mean that one ball would usually kill us. Um, and I'm glad to not see that. I like the fact that our front feet, front three sit quite narrow uh, when engaging the opposition because, again, it forces you out wide. But Is that if what you, you want, put like? teams out Is wide... what you want? Like... And that, and that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> normally, normally you would. Normally you would because it enables you to set traps. It enables you to double up or triple up on on ball carriers, and you can win the ball back. And then with Kane and Son occupying central spaces, you're like, all right, cool. You've you've got something there. You have the the ingredients of a counter attacking team. But my oh my. When you've got Lacelso on the right-hand side with Emerson, who for me just doesn't want to engage at all, he's frigid. And then you've got regular <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> you got regular. You got regular on the other side. Who for me, I I don't know what's happened to him. Like some injury has just fucked him. Like the guy's head is gone. Like I I don't see any benefit to him in the team at the minute. And that it's that actually is, always gone. His head. He's always on the edge. It's crazy. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. And then, then you've got Susan Young and flipping Davis as backups. It's mad. <laughs> like, I've I've never been this despondent about our fullbacks uh, since, I'd say, 
around before Lee Young Pyo. What, literally, what? literally that far. far I'd have taken, I'd take Stalteri in this situation over them, man. I'd no, take and Stalteri over, over what we have outside of outside of Tanganga. That right hand side is scary hours for me. On the left hand side, I don't know which guy deserves to start, but none of them deserve to stay on the pitch once they're on it. Like every single game, I'm like, make a fullback sub. We shouldn't be in that situation. Yeah, I think I mean with our, with with Regrion, yeah, he he's he's obviously dropped off since the first. And for me, I feel like he plays better in a team that's trying to play on the front foot, which we're not trying to do. Yeah. We're trying to play counter attack. So his, you know, his best play has always been in you know as an attacking fullback. You know, when it starts from the halfway line up, the way we're sitting. Right, we're sitting too far deep. And I think, you know, like I think I might mention in the group, we're starting we're trying to do a counter-attack football when Kane is like on the edge of his own box. But I mean, like, and I know you can say, oh, that's partly to do with Kane and the lack of creativity in the middle or whatever things may be. But like, you're not even setting up the team to its strengths. Like, Son is the only player, and maybe more, but Son definitely is the only one who really would thrive in counter-attacking football because, you know, the one only one. he's off. Do you know what I mean? And you know, when he gets it, he can beat a man, he can beat two men, he can score from inside the box, outside the box, both feet. Do you know what I mean? So he's got that. Kane can score like that, but Kane ain't got no legs. He's never had that. And then he's had an ankle injury every year for the past decade or whatever. So, like, it's, it's stupid trying to play counter attack football when one, your best player is not suited to that style of football, and two, you're then going to set up your team to be sitting like... I saw it last night. Our centre-backs were literally like three paces outside of their own box. And this is when we were we had the ball. Like, they were just there. No one's... You know, back in the day when you played grassroots football and it says halfway line, you know, come up to the halfway <laughs> Nah, they weren't interested. They weren't interested in playing on the halfway line. Do you know what I mean? Call it amateur, call it schoolboy, whatever the case may be. But the fact that he's got us playing so deep and then trying to do counter-attack football, it's like this halfway house of ideas, which is not working. Um, and I think that's why, and that's why we can't sustain anything, you know, beyond 20 minutes, 25 minutes, you know, um, it just doesn't work, you know, it just doesn't work. Yeah, we can talk about this uh, comment from Gojira as well, because I was going to go into, uh, you know, just Kane in a little bit more depth, because, you know, he ooh, did play ooh, a lot ooh. deeper in almost like a uh, left-wing role <laughs> against Chelsea. Uh, as Yao would say, Harry Mook Kane. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, that, I mean, how, Harry how much fucking Kane it? means something different nowadays, I'll tell you that. For no one <laughs> I mean, at this point, I mean, how much of it is his perceived physical decline which I believe he is in at least a little bit of a, a physical decline on how much of it is essentially the play style we have I, I'm not really thinking it's so much his kind of motivation to play for us at this point I know he's a slow starter traditionally mm-hmm. um, word it's looking like a fucking attitude <laughs> problem. No, Owen, Owen, like... Owen, I'm sorry. I think we let you okay, no. let Sai go. Well, that's that. a factor as well. That's a factor as well. Okay, so how much of it is essentially how much he still wanted his move? 
he's in the physical decline on how much of it is essentially our play style just not suiting him because like you said Dave and I was thinking about this the other day as well Sun is probably our only good counter-attacking player one one player that's ultimately properly suited to it and we don't play to the rest of the team's strengths um yeah i i can't i can't i can't i can't even uh prescribe that to harry i I can't not not after a season where he scored what 27 assisted 17 goals or whatever it was 27 and 13 something silly like that he was playing counter-attack all last year we were popping Mm. the ball to him he was taking two touches and it was an assist we we loved it we we gassed over it it was counter-attacking football at its best so we can't put our Harry Capes on now when the motherfucker don't want to be here. The fact of the matter is, it's Harry Kane's down tools on Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, and we have to come to terms with that. Like the fact of the matter is, is we've seen people over the last couple of years, especially with Tongi and Dombele, with the host of uh, reasons that he could have to be in disgruntled at this football club, coming in to a project that fast became something totally different. Having a manager who plays a progressive style to not having a manager that wants to play any sort of football whatsoever to now having a guy who can't even hold even one of those mandem's bags. He's not even good enough to be an assistant coach for Pochettino or Jose, realistically, in terms of credentials and things. So you've got that guy. Then you've got the, the guy who is supposedly a model professional, supposedly loves the football club supposedly has a right to leave because we haven't won, but hasn't scored in any finals. Hasn't turned up in a big game in maybe about two seasons, realistically, who has put his individual accomplishments and his optic of being the main man and the talisman of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club to basically put pressure on the manager to play him in a final that he wasn't fit for. The biggest match of our, of our, of our lives. Fuck this guy, man. Like that, that's where we're at with it. Because at the end of the day, if you don't want to be here, cool. But do your fucking job. Do your job. As as the man who wears the armband, do your job. As the guy who came up through the youths, do your job. As the guy who has not won anything in his career. Like not a sniff. Nothing. You're not a proven winner. You struggle to win football matches at this current moment. So reinvigorate the situation earn your move away because you will get your move if you perform otherwise you're going to be here for another five years anyway no one's going to pay 120 mil no one's going to pay 150 mil for you no one's going to pay 90 mil for you if you keep playing the way you're playing so knuckle down do your fucking job man that's that that's it that's literally it at this point i'm tired of hearing any excuse for harry kane because we've all done it We've all done it. We've all said the standard of player around him isn't good enough. He played with players that were part of Belgium's golden generation. He played with a world-class performing Deli Alley and Harry and uh, Christian Eriksen in terms of the numbers, in terms of the performances. He played with the two best fullbacks in the country. The fuck are we talking about? He's not had the resources to win. What are we on about? Mm. Now when he's around dog shit, he looks the worst player. He looks the worst player on the pitch. Fuck this shit, man. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, (laughs) I'm tired of talking about Kane, seriously. Like, play somebody (laughs) else. Because this is the first time 
in the in the time where he's been prominent for this football club, where the phrase "we play better without Harry Kane" is actually true. Fair play. I mean, yeah, there we go. I mean, I still feel like at this point that the counter-attacking football, the point you made on that, and you know, he did get his. Yeah, record number of assists and goals in the Premier League last season. That's true. I mean, the bulk, the bulk of that came at a point where teams didn't really know how to defend against it and we easily got sussed out after a while. Um, I still think even since then, he's physically declined. I think, like weirdly enough, playing after that Liverpool game so soon after he'd done what looked like both of his ankles, um, added on top of what he seems to do time and time again, which is never really hold himself back. Even though he he speaks in this uh, Gary Neville interview, like he's got this Tom Brady and Cristiano Ronaldo level of recovery, and I, I don't see that as much. So he's not pressed in three seasons. Mm. I don't want to hear it. Like I don't want to hear it. You're you're brittle. You're like fucking pink panther wafers like it is what it is you don't have to be as dynamic as you were you just have to put in some form of intelligence to your game if you're physically not able to do what you used to do and we're not seeing either 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 of it we're stuck in this halfway house where realistically it's like what are you doing on the football pitch at this point like you you're dropping deep to play five yard passes like what the fuck is that (laughs) it makes no sense at least, at least ping it, ping it like a Rooney. Just give us a highlight, give us a highlight or something. But you're not doing anything. You're just standing around at this point and collecting your bag. I think, I think the whole the, the the reality situation is now. You know, like like Tops just said in, in the comments. You know, Kane's looking so funny in the light. Um, I think the whole the whole club is looking funny in the light in that respect. Like we realised how much of a system had to be put in place to get the most out of these players. You know, <clears throat> we, I think we mentioned the tweet last week or maybe it was just in the group chat about Deli Ali. You know, the tweet that went a little bit, you know, had a bit of um, buzz around it where they're saying like Christian Eriksen made Deli Ali. You know, having a secondary ball player, having someone who can actually do the creating and you're just finishing made Deli Ali into what he was. Do you know what I mean? And he was putting up better numbers, you know, in those two, three years in Lampard. Gerard, what he made, that kind of thing. But now look at him. You know, the system was what made him. The system made, um, you could say the system made Kane. You know, everything was set up to play to his strengths and cover his weaknesses. Like, he's never had pace. Like, out of that pace. He can't, he can't, he's got one little shimmy and a nutmeg. That's all he does. The same same shimmy. Sai, you all appreciate this. It's like LeBron when he's when he's going to take a free and he looks yeah. at his hand and then he just takes that free. Like, <laughs> it's the same dumb move. Like, it gets, it gets players every so often. He wins a foul, etc., etc. But when the system is falling apart, he ain't got it. And we see that in finals. We've seen it in, in big games. We've seen it in the second half of seasons over the past few years. And we're seeing it now. You know, the system's broken. Um, and, and like I said, he's dropping he's dropping 20 yards to play a five-yard pass. Um, it's interesting, though, his goal last night, he was on, he was on the guy's shoulder. He was on the centre-back's shoulder. First time I've seen him do that in years. First time I've seen it in a while. But what happened was, as a whole team, they were playing a bit further forward. Yep. So now it's like, all right, Ndombele, we trust you to be on the ball, beat a man and pick a pass. 
right? Mm-hmm. Now, okay, you can't do that when you've got Winks and other players on the pitch. Sorry, Owen. Um, no, it's your twin brother, but... Like, That's nasty. <laughs> you, you, lot, you lot bring up Winks every yeah. pod. And my man ain't touched pitch in two games, man. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> you walked into that. <laughs> but like, normally gets on the, on, on the ball and, and he can play that pass. Like Ali, you know, Ali played the pass yesterday um, for the goal. But it's interesting that Kane was on the man's shoulder, and I think that's where he needs to just realize. Actually, you know what? That's where you're at, brother. You know, the last like, time we, the last mean, time we saw mean, him do that, do you know what I mean, and he's like, right, just get it to me, and if I can trust that he can get it to me, I'll do the rest. That'll be better on his ankles, be better on his fitness. The guy is tired. He's played like every um, summer, you know, in the past few years, he's had time. And yeah, it's just, it's one of them, it's a, it's a bad cocktail of different reasons why he's dropped off um, in terms of his performances. Um, and I think the stats last year hid a lot of the decline, if we're honest. Do you know what I mean like he might have got thirteen assists, but he got four in one game in the in the second game of the season? So, like, I get it, but you know, it's a it's a it's a, <laughs> it's an interesting one. Like as as pissed as I am with Kane, right? At the end of the day, I I, I agree with your point about he might have just benefited from the system, but I don't think that that's not a negative to me. Like Nasser Chadley was scoring double digit goes in that system. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me. So, the system is bigger than, than, than any one player. And, and, that's, that's, and that's, the, that's the pertinent point. It's like guys like Harry Kane within this sort of uh, aura that they, that they occupy should at some point in time when we are at our lowest of low show that they are bigger than the system. And he's not doing that at a big enough clip at present for me to have the patience that I would if he was like at the end of the day, like he he's, he's been dawdling around on the pitch and has done himself no favors speaking to fucking Gary Neville in that interview and all of that stuff. And the, the, the Instagram post or Twitter post or whatever, all of that stuff just irks me because it's like, we see it so often in other sports, in other sort of situations where if the optics are a little bit different, those guys get flamed to blood clot, like an, I usually stick up for that. But now I'm starting to look at the situation and I'm like, all right, if the bias is going to be what it is, then let me let me counterbalance that. Because at the end of the day, this guy, this guy is the prototypical poster boy for let's just give him the world, even though he's not really been deserving for his whole career. I, I don't care what anyone says. Like Raheem Sterling for the last decade has been the guy for England. He's been the guy. He's been the guy. Build around him. Market around him. Marcus Rashford is in GCSE curriculums now. Like, build around him. Support that. All this fucking Harry, Harry's Kane bullshit, man. I'm tired of it, man. Like, the guy is great. The guy is great in his own right. But just like everybody else in our team, he has not won anything. So, you can't give him the world if he hasn't earned it. And ultimately, he hasn't earned it. So my patience for him is as far as it would have went for Adebayor or Gareth Bell at his time or Berbatov or whoever's banging in the goals at any given moment. We give him a bit of grace. But once they leave, we're like, oh, who cares? Did fuck all. 
and that's where I'm at. Damn. <laughs> that, that, the overarching thing for me was like, do you not think a more, at least a more front foot system? Obviously, we wouldn't be able to control games on the front foot against certain teams, but a more front footed game would suit players like Kane, especially and Dombele as well. We'll get onto him, but obviously, players like him. Obviously, a lot more, especially with the inability to, especially when you're dropping deep and you can't attack space in behind in time because our team's already tried to counter attack. Because effectively, all I see, even even though we had a more positive performance against Wolves, and we'll get into that as well, I just always see players kind of trying to treat the ball like a hot potato, other than Ndombele, Skip, and probably Hill. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's by design? Yeah, I think it's by design. I think if you look at our pre-season, the way we set up in pre-season, without some of those players, and without Brian Heath, without Ndombele, um, there was a lot of just, you know, picking things off. And we, we profited over off mistakes by teams that weren't in our in our quality, as it were. You know, we played what, I can't remember who we played now, like an Ipswich or Mill or whatever, you know, whoever we played, they were lower league teams, they make those mistakes. More as pounce on to to lose passes. This that, and the third. Um, it's it's clear to see our better players play better when they're higher up the pitch. Do you know what I mean? If Indomble is picking up the ball five yards outside the eighteen yard box, as good a player as he is, that's not the most effective. Does he need to play in a ten? No. But if your centre backs are higher up and then he's picking up the ball. Around the halfway line, he turns, right, here we go. We're orchestrating. Um, Reguillon now is, is a bit further forward. He can hit that deep cross, right? Or Brian Heal is, is waiting for the ball to go take his man on one-on-one, boom, boom, boom. Son's there lurking in, the, in around the edge of the box. Kane's there. Delhi's on the bench. Um, Moore is knocking about because, you know, if Moore picks up the ball in, in our own half, he'll have one run maybe in the game where he, he beats three players and he does something with it. But then there'll be other games where he'll make the run and he loses the ball on the halfway line. But that's because he started at the 18 yard box. Do you know what I mean? Like, give our players the, the best opportunity to do better. Are they going to, um, to, to, to necessarily um, you know, bring a top four finish or whatever? No, nah, like, they ain't going to be the way it's going to go. But we can do our best. Do you know what I mean? There's a comment here about we can't push up higher because we've got Bozos at the back. Let me tell you something. One thing a Bozo don't want to do is defend in his own box for 90 minutes because that's when you see Bozos really Bozo in. You get me? Three stories. <laughs> so, Romero. Right. Keep it Romero up. waving <laughs> his foot. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we're cursed with centre-backs. I kid you not. Do you, do you know what? Let's just cut. Cut to the chase, right? Like yesterday and the first half against Chelsea did give me some some optimism, just a little bit. And I tend to be pretty optimistic, um, but it's been depleted for the last season and a bit. Um, we have looked better when we play some football, when there's interchange, when there's a bit of tempo in our game, when guys like Skip come out of their shell a little bit. He was breaking lines, he was dropping a shoulder, breaking off of people, all of that good stuff that we've all known that he has in his locker. But obviously new players coming into Tottenham Hotspur, especially academy prospects like a Harry Winks, 
as soon as you make a mistake and you hear the groans, you recess a little bit. You curl up a little bit. And I feel like he was doing that. Um, yesterday, away game, cup game, one opportunity to shine. You could see that he took the game a little bit more in his stride and just thought, fuck it, like, what do I have to lose? And we reaped the benefits of it. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, Tongi struggled a little bit at times to assess the danger and all of that stuff, but he should never be the furthest man in front, uh, furthest man back in front of the back four, especially when you've got two guys who haven't played together yet. Um, so yeah, man, we we saw some highlights, we saw some good good aspects to our game, but by and large, it reverted to type, and we need to stop. We need to stop making mistakes that lead to direct shots on our goal, man. It's getting really, <laughs> really tedious. It's actually, that's a really, really good segue because obviously we had a game last night away at Wolves in the League Cup. Um, like I say, like, we, we have the midfield players to actually keep the ball as well um, when it comes to like, not even having to put ourselves in that position to make these mistakes. And Dombele, obviously, we know how much we rate him. Skip coming out of his shell now, like you say. Hoybier can look after the ball. Winks can do it as well when we're actually planning to play on the front foot. I know everyone's going to say it, but let's say what they're going to say, but he can. Uh, Lacelso, I really don't know about him at the moment. Tony. Well, I'll get into uh, he's gone. He's gone. He's done. He's done. Forget Delhi it. can't, definitely can't do it now. I believe he used to be able to, but I really and truly, I tried. I tried and I just don't believe he can. But yeah, we had a, we had a few changes in the lineup from that game, which barely existed to us. Um, we had Golini in goal. Uh, Tenganga came back in at right back because he's not suspended. Romero, Sanchez came in left centre back. Ben Davis, I don't believe he's got a nickname yet, so I thought I'd name him by his Gentle full name. Ben. Gentle Ben, Gentle Number Three Ben. And Deli Ali, Skip, Tongi, Lacelso, right wing. Um, Harry Kane and Brian Hill in what looked like a narrow uh, front three. Um, first half of that. Um, who watched that game last night? Yeah, I watched Just it. Just saying that, <clears throat> Dave, what would you say from that? Like, after all the criticisms we've had of Nuno, we've had of Harry Kane, what did you make of that first half? Again, it's like I said, it's patchy. You know, we, we play well for 25 minutes and we'll... we'll... We were creating stuff. We were controlling the game. The midfield was working. Um, it, uh, there wasn't much coming back from Wolves. We all know, you know, Traore wasn't on. Okay, he wasn't on the pitch. So they were going down the middle a bit more. Um, who's the kid they got up front? Um, the tall one, the Portuguese. Well, the most of the team Portuguese. Um, Portugal, <laughs> yeah, well, actually, they, um, it was because oh. it was a Carabao Cup. It was like Portugal C, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was a it was a good start. It was definitely a good start, and we were two 0 up. And I remember, you know, I was, I was watching <laughs> the game, and I said to myself, "I went, do not concede before half time." <laughs> and true to form, <laughs> Hotspur conceded before half time. The reason why I was scared about conceding before half time. Wasn't because I thought we'd then fall apart in the first half. I thought we'd hold on, but I don't trust Nuno at half time to do anything to come out and dominate the first 10, 15 minutes and get control of the game back. 
Neither do I trust those players. Right? There's not enough of a strength, mentality, leaders, whatever you want to call it, to, to, to have that. One of the problems I saw with Mero and Sanchez, right? I think individually they have their 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 pluses. And I didn't think Romero did too bad. You know, there's a lot of times where I saw him sweeping up play, you know, he was making the right decisions, sometimes he was pressing, sometimes he wasn't, that kind of thing. But they're both physical defenders. Right? We know Sanchez loves a shoulder barge. He does, he does. There was one time in the in the second half, right? The two one down. Spot. You're one on one out like out wide. Okay. So you're you're yeah. in the channels, you're in the channels that you shouldn't be in. Right, and my man to a WWE move on the attacker who literally was like, Nah, dread. It's mad, yeah. Like, the thing about Sanchez is you remember in Mortal Kombat they used to have the mini game where you used to mash, mash X to do the <laughs> test of strength, and if you didn't do it fast enough, you're you wouldn't get through the bricks and they go, <laughs> that's literally him. Yeah, he skid on his head or fucking eat grass or bambi legs. Like the guy's a mess when I remember. When he... So I was thinking right. of those old WWE games. You know, if you'd actually be playing like one of your mates and you actually hit that reverse button at the right time, yeah, yeah. and it would be those floors reverse. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. what the opposition player did to. Yeah, it's yeah, just like, he, he got him, and it's like he had like half half a second where it looked like okay, he's gonna get away with this, and then it just flipped on him, and he was so exposed. Uh, the, the, the the worrying and, and thing again, with Sanchez like, is is when he focuses just on positioning, and and when he plays against uh, players that are smaller than him, he's actually really good. Yeah, really good. <laughs> He's decent. Like, yeah, yeah. Because his reading of the game and his his ability to assess when is the right time to engage is pretty good in those situations because he knows that the risk of getting blown by is high. When 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 he gets someone who's strong, he just goes, "Oh, do you even lift, bro?" and tries to tries to get in an arm wrestling match, and it's like, "Fam, you're not you're not wham like that. Like, just relax." <laughs> Just relax. Use, use the slenderness and frame and all of that stuff. Drop off a little bit, man. Like, it's not that difficult, man. His assessing of situations at times is just really, really baffling. The set pieces thing is weird. Like, we literally... I can't remember the last time I watched a game and I didn't fear set pieces. Like, <laughs> you think about the Cabo Cup. Cabo Cup, we, we conceded in the final to a set piece. Um, obviously, last night conceded in the first goal set piece. How they managed to think that Ndombele was your best option on Dendonka, right? Like, Dendonka, literally, he has one... Is that Suchek, right? <laughs> like, one job. When it comes to set pieces, there's one job that Suchek has. And that's to try to get on the end of a flick-on, to, to cause the flick-on. Like, he's involved. Maguire, they've been, he's involved. Dendonka, he's involved. Yeah? Like, every club has that one guy. We, like, Toby used to be. Toby was involved in them yeah. set-piece moves. You know what I mean? So, why on earth have you put <laughs> like, One, why have you put Ndombele there? But then, two, Ndombele, really... Like, it was so poor, but like, why? Everyday flair. I can't think of someone put it in, on Twitter. It's not everyday flair, man. Like, 
This is not FIFA Street trying to, trying to flick the ball from a corner. Like, nah, man. And 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 again, you know, it's bad decision making. It's it's lack of concentration. The same for the second goal. Um, was it a foul? I think it was a foul on Ndombele. But still, like he had, he had the opportunity. I remember when I saw it, I thought, oh, he's just going to hit that pass that he hits that that you know just whip it round to the right. Um, mm. He was kind of heading backwards, but I thought he was going to whip it round to um, who was playing right? Was it Tanganga? No, yeah, it was Tanganga. Tanganga like made a little bit of a run forward. But he didn't. He held on to it too long, gets pickpocketed, and then just like from the Wolves under Nuno, if they hit you in the break, they're gonna try to be clinical. And that's what they were yesterday. They they just took their chance. Do you know what I mean? So we're we're in that situation where because we won on penalties, and like I said this in the group, now we're gonna hear all the talk about, you know, it's so good, the club's got resilience. You know, our players fighting through, but we should never been in that position. Yes, we had a few chances to, to get to 3-2, 4-2, whatever, um, in the game. But again, that was when we played higher up the pitch. And I feel like I'm going to just sound like a broken record because when we move higher up the pitch, Brian Heal, Son, Kane, Ndombele, they all look so much better. So mm-hmm. Nuno, Nuno, just literally take a picture, snap it, keep it in your highlights on Instagram. That's all you need. Just play higher. Come on, man. Like that's what it has to do. When we do when we do push higher up the pitch, we need we need guys like skip to basically just sit between the center backs. Yeah, just anchor. Like, mm-hmm. Because because uh, that for end on ballet's goal, obviously it's naive, isn't it? Like it is what it is. I know uh, who was it? What Gajia is 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 flaming us to try and get us to to what's it called? To to slander man, but at the end of the day, that's a systemic problem. At the end of the day, like the system isn't really set out to assess each situation that we get on, get within the scope of a football match. Like Skip just basically needs to make make a back three with them two man, because ultimately we don't have a natural left footer anyway. So there's always going to be the propensity for whoever's on that right-hand side to just try and cut in and force them into situations that they don't want to be in. So, again, we need to start to pad out the way that we operate in those early phases of play and just protect our back four. Because, ultimately, anytime I see Ndombele as a furthest man back, I'm like, they're going to double him and he's not going to give the ball back to the centre-back because neither one of these men can play football, from what (laughs) I've seen. Um, So, yeah. He's just going to try and do it himself and we're going to be fucked. And if I see that again, I'm going to be pretty upset. Yeah, because, you know, like, Skip was doing that for Norwich last year. Skip was doing that in the, in the England under-21s. Um, is it 21? Yeah, 21s. Um, as much as they played rubbish as a team, his performances, you know, watching him, um, I was like, okay, I can see where he may fit into our team. I still don't think he needs to play every game. Um, I'm happy that he got dropped for the Chelsea game, and I feel like we benefited from that yesterday. He came back into the team, and I was like, "Okay, cool. Let me just stand my authority on this." And he played well yesterday. He he, he, he was best player, bar bar Brian Hill. Yeah, yeah, he seemed to really like that boy's a break free and and well, Brian Hill. I think we should give a moment to Brian Hill because he is he's ahead of Ali for me. He's ahead of Moore. He's ahead of Bergwijn definitely. Um, Son, yeah, he's a centre midfielder now, so but but even in centre midfield, Brian Hill was a <laughs> player, okay? Yeah, let's be real because even when I think Brian Hill's first game, 
um, the Paco Raban fixture that we had, right? Um, <laughs> he, he sat in midfield for a bit and looked very, very tidy. Um, someone, someone tweeted it. I wish I, I remembered which account it was. I was, what, I was reading it earlier today. The talking about his body positioning and how he receives the ball. That makes so much of a difference. Like he can just turn and beat a man instantly. His decision making, he's always aware of what's going on beforehand. So tech you, man. He is he's nuts. And and we look at some there's a couple of compilations now floating around Twitter. Um makes me even more excited to see what we can do. But again, he needs to be used right. You know, and I feel like I mean I said this when we signed him that um Nuno's gonna probably try to use him like he used Yotta, that it's gonna be that kind of outlet. Um and if you're going to do that, cool, fine. But then you've got Kane and then you've got Son. That's three players who can put pressure on the back line. Again, you need to play to their strengths. Because if you're going to sit back and let people hit your flanks and let them hit crosses, we've got Arsenal next. And they're Beyonce FC to the left, to the left with Kieran Tierney up there doing his crossing thing. Do you know what I mean? So if, if we're going to just let that happen, then what happened last year with... Um, in North London derby when uh, Lamella got sent off, that same situation is going to happen again. And we're going to be under so much pressure with their crowd um, on our backs. And I don't see us having the mental resilience to, to cope. Um, the, last, the last thing on Brian Hill before we get to the Arsenal preview, I guess. Not not to steal your uh, segues, uh, Owen. <laughs> but has anyone seen Lego Movie with Emmett or... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Lego character Brian Hill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's got Lego hair. It's mad. Yeah, mad. Yeah. But at least, at least he's good with the good with the balls, man. He's he's yeah, he's, he's he's good at getting to the flat, getting to the byline, and just whipping them in. Uh, he can beat a man. He seems fearless. He and, and that, that plays interchange as well, which is good. That plays to Kane's strengths. It's like a man that's going to take you around and take you down the outside. You know, get you know, they like said the old chalk on your Kane, boots. Kane's not used to running to the near post anymore, though. But that's what I'm saying. But the way I've noticed with, with Brian Hill, he crosses, he does that kind of loop cross, he loops it into the box, um, cut back, them kind of things. Kane and Son should be feasting off that. Mm-hmm. You've got to work them into those positions intentionally. Son um, has to play from the right from now on, though. I was just thinking that will Nuno trust him from the right? That's the thing. Who, Son? Uh, Hill. Bruv, why not? I think he should. Definitely. Moore is out. So, um, Bergwijn's out as well, I believe. Bergwijn's still out. Um, Ali definitely can't play there. And Gio Lacelso is now a ghost. So, why, 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 why not put Son on the right, though? Or put Son on the right. Whatever you need to do. Yeah, I say Hill is basically shown that. He's more effective from the left hand side. Like I, I, I think that much is apparent. And if if regular's gonna play the way that he is, like fucking hell, like just let somebody who has the ability to actually play football play on that left hand side. And then Sun Sun is ambidextrous with the feet, so mm. why not play him on the right? Sun's had his moments on the right. And I swear, like he I think he started there against at home to Watford. I know we've tried this experiment. Uh, this season with Nuno, yeah. um, it's more Nuno's experiment because he has played on the right before uh, several times for us, and I don't think Sun had a good game at all that game. So it just makes me think that he he may not try again, but who knows? Let's just who put knows? it this way: he he likes to put Hoybier in 
on the right hand side of a three, mm-hmm. and he likes to play Tanganga on the right hand side. So if Sun is playing from the right, and inevitably is going to end up in central positions playing off of Kane, then we've got double the protection on that side. So it doesn't really, it doesn't hinder us on the defensive side. And Sun doesn't play D D anyway. So I think it actually suits him better for him to be on the right-hand side because he's just going to float a bit anyway. He's basically got a free role and has done since last season. So, And, and, okay, I'll I'll save my next point for the, the the derby preview. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is the beautiful thing about having two former hosts now because I don't actually have to do any segues at all. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. But um, no, I was only going like, to say as well, from the midfield kind of on the side point, Hoybier kind of picks itself now, I feel, because I think Hoybier's definitely got to start. I noticed a lot of uh, interplay between Skip and Ondombele. In that pivot against Wolves, and I could, yeah, it, it looks like to me is like they they rate each other. Obviously, Skip's gonna rate Andombele, but Andombele seems to rate Skip back. Like they were looking for each other quite often in midfield, so I feel like that has to be the play. Um, Delhi will have to touch bench for sure, in my opinion. Um, an assist though, man, they're, they're, they're that assist was him. beautiful, but it's lovely, but he's gonna play. I can't. I, I, I'm. I, I'm finished. He, he with now, to be he honest, play. he will play. Then I might have to start and then up. Uh, put, if it doesn't, if it doesn't work, and to be fair, like Delhi has had some really good performances in the past in midfield at the Emirates many years ago. Though to be fair, um, yeah, yeah, it's just not it. His goals were not it now against them though. Mm-hmm. Even his performances deep in midfield when he was asked to drop a bit deeper by Pochettino, like he really knew how to mix it up there and it came off. It I just don't see it. You know what? As much it as was much, too good. As much as get, sorry, Dave. Sorry, no, I was gonna say as much as we get onto him, um 70, 75 minutes, games locked up, that's when you bring Delhi on. That's where I think he may be effective in terms of getting some, you know, an assist like he got last night. Um, you have to set up again. <laughs> you have to set up the team around him and have the players on the pitch to get him the ball quick enough so that when he does his dilly-dally, can I get a nutmeg? It doesn't hurt. Because <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest, you know, he's here for nutmegs and vibes. So, like, we need to make sure if he does come on and if you are playing him, like, you've got to accommodate for that, you know? Um so I think maybe that's where I see him. But I don't want him to start, but I reckon Nuno's one of them people that's going to just work people, you know, what is it? He's got like the record for pressing or whatever in our team or something rubbish like that. If he doesn't, if he doesn't play, we will all be surprised. Right? Whether he deserves yeah. to play or not, I think <laughs> yeah. is pretty much sown at this point. Like no one thinks he deserves to start. I don't think he's been as bad as other people, but... That's just me in it. Like I think, I think our whole team is shit. So Delhi being a little bit more shit than everybody else doesn't really say much to me. But he's yeah, been I, worse for you. Say that again. Lecelso. He's been worse. Would you say? Let's help. I'm not disagreeing with this, by the way. I just wanted to hear names. Whew. Definitely. Lecelso. Oh my god. He's a ghost. <laughs> Yo, who is a better return on investment, Sizoko or Lecelso? Oh my god, wow. that's one for the polls. That is, wow. uh, it. as I'm it stands, it's so 
As it stands for me, Sissoko. 30 mil on Sissoko looked like a bargain compared to this guy. I just put it that way. Because this guy has no role in this team. Makes Winks a a 40 million pound player, to be honest. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't even argue with that. That's what's annoying. Oh, my God. I can't. Did they sign Lo Celso before or after the Dybala links? Uh, after, because it was um, an initial loan with some fee paid up front and then they paid the full fee in that January. Fucking I'm trying <laughs> to justify it. I'm trying to think, like, what? Was he Was he like a bargaining chip to try and get Dybala to sign or some shit? Like, just Argentine, Argentinian vibes, innit? But boy, oh boy, that guy's garbage. Like I've I've not seen him really do anything. Literally, like none of the comps, none of the comps have been relevant yeah. to his time in a Spurs shirt. Yeah, he's a ghost. Yeah, he's a ghost. Ghost of Eric Lamella. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. those people have been saying. Like it's and people exactly. have been saying it for ages, and we were defending him and. Damn, those those legacy fans can be right about certain things, and it's annoying. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I guess we could get to the rest of the predicted lineup of the Spurs game. So obviously, I I was going to do one on the right back, but I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory now. I feel like we'd all probably pick Tanganga. One hundred percent. If I see Emerson, likewise. If I see Emerson, if I see Emerson. Oh no, no, he's he's suspended. Tanganga suspended. No, yeah, I thought it was only one game. Oh, is it one game? I think, I think one so, because it, it was two yellows. He wouldn't oh. have been able to play Carlin Cup or whatever this cup is called. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah mate, it was called Carlin Cup last time and won it, mate. <laughs> I know, I know. That's that's the only reason I ever remember <laughs> that shit. Before that. <laughs> and I try and call it the League Cup and then I realise, like, nah, it doesn't have... I think you only win it when it changes its name, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Worthington Cup for me, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Jeez. Are we are we trusting Romero? Yes. No. Wow. No. Okay. Our best performances this season, our most secure defensive showings have been with, as you like to call him, Eric Dier and Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I feel like let's... it was to stop myself doing uh, dire puns. <laughs> <laughs> As I've been saying this since last year, man. Even with Toby there, I was saying Sanchez and Dyer, that's our best combination. Defenses are built on foundations. And so far, Romero has not shown that he has any sort of understanding with either one of these guys. So stick with what we know works, tried and tested formula, or go with a back three. Otherwise, that guy don't have a place in the team either. Unfortunately, because 50 bags or whatever the slang for millions is. I'm old. I'm washed. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I said Romero, um, but I'm looking at the games we've got coming up because he doesn't have the connection, like you said. That's a very fair point. Um, I would have put Romero and Dyer um, just because I, I don't know. I just I don't get a good feeling about Sanchez in this game. I don't know why. Maybe it's a shoulder barge against Wolves. <laughs> like, him on the left is terrible, but him no, on the right, I think he yeah, yeah. 
I think that that doesn't help as well. Um, it was also interesting just going back to last night. Um, Romero was trying to play those Toby passes. Well, know your game, know your game, brother. That's not you. <laughs> like, you're not that guy. Like because obviously, like we've seen Sanchez this year play a few of them kind of pings, whatever. So now Romero, it, it maybe just goes to show how predictable we are. That it's like only the the right centre back can play that pass or whatever. Like Romero got on the ball and he's like, yeah, and it, and it would be <laughs> always. Five yards, it was dropping five yards behind the player, as it were. Like, you know, anyway, um, we've got in the league Villa and Newcastle coming up. So, do you use those games to, to try and get Romero into some sort of form and shape? You know, after we got Mura or whatever their name is in the Conference League, you know, just... Danny Ings, Danny Ings for uh, yeah, no, I don't fancy Romero in that, can't lie. Yeah, but then you've got um, what's his name. Uh, Sam Maximan coming down the middle because Sam Maximan don't he, he'll play everywhere and once he sniffs a weakness he's coming at you do you know what I mean yeah, so stick with what you know uh, well uh, Nuka- St. Maxima has not done anything against us I'm sorry he's not done anything he just he, he has just to say okay to say. So that's, that's true that's true he hasn't but Joel Linton has <laughs> okay <laughs> so let's let's be sure <laughs> about us against Newcastle okay because for some reason their worst players play like world class against us. You know, Joel Linton's got half his Premier League goals against Spurs, um, and they've all been good goals. Um, anyway, to, to North London derby, I think yeah, okay, Diane Sanchez, I'll, I'll stick. We'll, we'll go with that. Um, hey man, hey, 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 hey. I mean, nah, I, the, logic, the logic is there. The logic is there. Um, Romero in the, in the North London in his first North London derby from home. If it does get a bit tough, he, he, yeah, you may not be ready for it just yet. Nine centers it is, I think, and then Rigby Horn. Rigby Horn against Saka or Odegaard or Pe- Pepe, you know, with Pepe out there. Yeah. Is there a so way for us to uh, influence a decision to make uh, Saka the penalty taker? Just give him penalty. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Foul him in the box. <laughs> well, you've already said it with your centre back pairing, I think. So yeah, they'll definitely get. Yeah, yeah, there will be there will be a contentious foul here and there, um, or a shoulder bud, um, some of the sort. What about midfield? What are we say in midfield? Skip Hoybier, end on Tom D. Yep. Is that only It's the only combination. Yeah, yeah, only combo. The front three, interesting. I think Kane flanked by whichever side, Sun and Hill. It has yeah. to be for me. That's what I would love to see, but I think he will play Delhi. But I would love to see Brian. Um, I call him the fifth Beatle with his haircut, man. <laughs> I, love, I love a winger who just looks to beat a player. Do you know what I mean, it's none of this inverted forward coming inside. He's like, no, I'm left-footed. I play on the left. <laughs> you know, he's, mm. he's a throwback in that respect, and he just gets on the ball. He's trying to get past the player, um, and he can cut inside. Um, and he's always looking for an end product. Do you know I mean, he's always looking yeah, for or a shot or whatever. It's it's very refreshing to see, especially when you've got Deddy Ali, who again is just nutmegs and vibes. Do you know what I mean there's the other option or um, Geo the ghost? So I think it's good to have. Um, to have Brian in there, and I, and I would because, and this is what I was going to say earlier. Um, who they got right back, Tommy Asu. Mm-hmm. Matchup, 
I want to see Brian Heald against Tommy Asu. <laughs> okay, or if they play Cedric or yeah, well, Bellerin's gone in it. Cedric on Maitland Niles, he'll have Cedric on toast. He'll have Cedric on toast. So I, I want to see, <clears throat> I want to see that. Um, take because he's going to force your right back to come out wide, um, into deep waters, do you know I mean, into touchline waters. So it'll be interesting to see how, um, how Tommy Ashley fares there if, if Brian's on the pitch. Um, if not, if, if it's Deli Ali or someone else who's cutting inside all the time, then your right back can just chill next to the centre back and just clog up the lane. Do you know what I mean? So, That's what's interesting that the, the front three, uh, whichever combination we use. It needs to be interchangeable anyway, and I feel like Hill gives you the best, the best of all scenarios paired with Kane and, and Son because Kane is going to find himself on that left left flank a lot. That's where he likes he likes to see the pitch. He likes to do his glory balls, all of that shit. If Son is playing through the middle and Hill is sort of uh, floating around, I feel like it gives us a good good opportunity to see. Hill made like a really good uh, center to sort of uh, wide run last night, um, and Sun managed to find him in behind. And I was like, I haven't seen anybody do that in years. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Last, the last time I vividly remember that was um, Lennon and uh, Bale in a North London derby, making those runs the whole damn game. The whole damn game, just yeah, yeah. finding finding space in the channels and just from wide finding finding space in between the centre backs, and it was it was mental. Like yeah. we need we need that type of thing because we are not creative enough to do little ticky tacker on the edge of the box. Yeah, and the, and the thing with Arsenal, they're in a similar fashion to us. They need a lot of things to go right for them to score, and they need just one thing to fall apart for them to concede. Yep. So you can play. Um, your football doesn't even have to be that complicated to get past them. Like, just turn them around. Just just think a ball in the channel and, and ask Tommy Asu and hold him to, to make a decision who's going for it. Do you know what I mean? Put, you know, run at a man, you know, put them under pressure, you know, expose their weaknesses because both teams are in the mud at the moment. Do you know what I mean? I, I know they picked up a few points of late, but, you know, like both teams have obvious glaring weaknesses, especially defensively. So, Go at them, you know, get a bit of energy on the pitch. Brian Hill is not going to be fearful of, of you know, playing at, at the Emirates. I reckon he's going to take take to it. He'll probably go into the, in, and rise to the, to the cage. You know what Son offers against Arsenal. We know what Kane offers against Arsenal. He does like to score against them. Um, and let's just see if we can punish him early on. Um, in our first 25-minute spell that we have, you know. <laughs> we might before, in the first half. We off. If we score in the first to, half, mate. The odds are going to be on the first half goal. Speaking None of odds, though, what, 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 what do you think the odds are of... Um, and I'm not a betting man, obviously, but if anyone does want to take an educated bet, bet that neither Tierney or Partey finish the game. Ooh. Oh, that's... that's... Yeah, that's one that. of them's getting injured. Walking off during the counter attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tini hasn't played a full season in, in his professional career. Apparently, that's, that's what that's what the streets are saying. In part, like, Parte de Yabi is uh, looking a bit funny in the light still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
But no, it's it's gonna be a typical North London game. It reminds me of in Poch's last full season the, of the Champions League run, um, where we were horrid in the league, and we drew one all with them. Like it was a weird, gutsy, random performance in the middle of a bad, bad run, but we got a point. Do you know what I mean? And we got, and, that, and that's my prediction. I think two two. Um, I can't call who's going to score first. I can't call. <laughs> I can't call the run of the goals. I can't even call the goal scorers. It might be like a Odegaard, El Nenny, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ali, and you know, Tommy Yasu, definitely Tommy Yasu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tommy Yasu was scored. You know, I can't call it. I don't know enough, you know, to see who's informed that that going into this game you would back them. You know, from like a fantasy football standpoint, anyway. But yeah, I think 2 2 because I feel like it's that kind of game where both teams aren't necessarily on the greatest run. It's been a tricky start to the season, but they'll kind of just equally chubber out. Um, mm. And there won't be penalties to save us this time. That's what I mean. We don't usually get these these results at the Emirates, not in recent times anyway, but yeah. I'm quietly confident we'll at least get a result. I think. 2-2 was my previous prediction, but now I'm thinking a 2-1 win for Spurs. Away, oh, we can Ooh. get it done. That was my thing about segways as well. Like you went straight to the predictions. I, I just sat back and uh, <laughs> thought on it, and I've probably overthought it now. So thank you. <laughs> I think I'm on the fight card tomorrow, so I'm I'm, I'm saving saving some of my uh, fucking energy for for tomorrow. Um, oh. Do you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on the fence for now and say yeah it's a one-one. I think it's actually a, a score a scoreless draw is actually what I think is gonna happen. I think it could potentially yeah yeah yeah. I'm gonna go with that. It's a nil-nil. It's a nil-nil. Mm. It's an uneventful North London derby of all time. Two supply teachers, two supply teachers going hammer and tong to not score any goals. That's what it's going to be. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm, I'm just hoping we score in the first half. Oh, God. I can't remember a nil-nil. I don't. Oh, I'd have to go on the deep Googles for that one. Nystradamus. That's what they're calling me next week. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Man. I feel like we've... Uh, there we go. I think we covered most of that, boys. We got our predictions in. Um, we got obviously the um, massive game on the weekend. Just a slight housekeeping. I side touched upon it just there. If you are um, listening or watching the stream right now, we'll catch the the YouTube before before Friday evening. So tomorrow evening, um, we do have the fight card on. Sai and someone else will be looking to to go on I know who it is yeah I wasn't sure if I was going to reveal the name I wish he was here so he could point to the camera and go touchy touchy gooners we coming for you like the Booker T segment for those of you that don't know come on obviously a few fair few of us are going to be on the discord on the weekend as well which should be a hotly contested game if you were there for the last discord on the north london derby then you know and 
obviously we've got this podcast which will be out on the saturday morning so obviously that will still be before the game itself so make sure you check that out and yeah we look forward to a very eventful weekend dave say you've been great hosts <laughs> i've been great i've been happy just to sit back and chill and uh, i'm sorry man. i'm sorry no, it's all good. It's all good. And my energies are low, to be honest. So I've just been making sure I don't cramp up after football and, again, listening to your beautiful voices. It's been fun. And, uh, yeah, on behalf of the New Spurs order, we bid you a good evening and a fond farewell. On debut, has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. A great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.